I literally turned on my mic and I forgot and I started using my phone and I just looked up on my laptop and I was like, wait, I am supposed to be recording a podcast episode. But this is part two of the three part series and this episode we are talking about grief. The person who actually inspired me to make this episode is Naomi. So her name is Naomi Okumbo and the name of her podcast is Reckless Mind. And honestly, I don't think I would make this episode if I didn't listen to Naomi's. So like shout out to Naomi, of course, because she made me think of making this episode. That also made me think of making the three part series and we're here. So this episode, I have very, very, very disorganized thoughts. I'm going to be very honest with you. I have no notes, no nothing. This is just coming out from my head. And the thing about this episode is I don't want to make a part two. Like, I do not want to talk about this twice. Yeah, it's something that happens to everybody. We should get comfortable talking about it. But I don't want to talk about it twice. So it's just going to be very disorganized, I would say. And if I don't get everything I want to say in... Oh well, <laughs> I guess, but this episode we are talking about grief. Grief is something that happens to many people. I wouldn't say everyone, but some people, okay, I think it happens to everyone. I wouldn't say some people don't live long enough to experience grief, but then them dying affects somebody else, right? So everybody, you know, experiences grief but just at different times in their life some people experience it when they can't even grasp what death is some people experience it when they're able to understand what it is but regardless of whether or not you're able to get what death is it's still going to be difficult you know it's not different for adults than it is for kids and you know everyone experiences grief and i know many people have and even if it's something that's hard to talk about, it's something that I do not talk about. But I like my podcast so much that I am sharing this on here. Because, first of all, it's going to help me get comfortable talking about it. Second of all, many people experience it. And I think it's it's like a hidden conversation. Like, many people don't want to have it. Everyone wants to act like everything is fine. Some people, it's fine. Everything's fine for them, right? Because they haven't experienced it, obviously. But for people who have, I think it's it's very deep. It's very difficult. And I think when it happened such a long time ago, like when it happened, I don't know if that English makes sense, but like if it happened a long time ago, it's easy for you to just be like, oh, it's whatever, it's fine. But is it really? I don't think it is because for me, it happened eight years ago. I keep saying it because I can't even like name what happened. Like I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Even in the last episode, I don't think I like said it said it i don't know i don't know why but i just don't like to yeah but you know what i'm talking about so it's fine so basically i want to talk about the five stages of grief and see how it kind of related to my own situation so i don't think it goes in like this direction for everybody right but i feel like i have experienced every stage in like different do you get like it's not in the same order and like it one can come like denial can come anger can come then denial can come again right so like it's not linear i think it's like very different for everybody and 
it doesn't just go in one order and then you move on with your life like even when you accept something doesn't mean that you're fine you know you just have to accept it honestly it gets to a point where you actually have to accept this thing that happened even if it's like very painful so let's talk about the five stages of grief the first one is denial i was in denial for a very very long time i just had this feeling that it wasn't real and let me tell you how delusional i was so let me let me even sit up for this one so basically i just felt like it just wasn't real And I just felt like, why did I think this? Like, I had zero reason to think this. But I just felt like my mom wanted to, like, you know, like, she she wanted to, like, stay away from everybody except me. So I was like, okay, I'm waiting for her to come pick me up. That That's delusional as hell. I don't really blame myself. I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait for her to pick me up. She, maybe she just wants to get away from everybody else. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Let's go be bestie somewhere. It's fine. But that was not the case. Yeah. That would have never even happened. Like, even if, you know, it never, like, that whole thing never happened. Like, she would have never just been like, oh, let me just run away from everybody and just pick you up, babes. I mean, she could though she could but that that did not happen i was in denial for a long time and let me tell you something maybe it's my head that was fucked up but i saw a few people that looked like her not this is not like some crazy nightmare kind of thing like in the broad daylight i saw somebody that looked like her and i just thought it was her and i was like oh this is where she's going to come pick me up and then i would just like lose the person like does that make sense like I'm staring at this person that looks just like my mom and then the person just like goes somewhere and I just lose them and I can't find them again. And no, this is not crazy because it was a real person. She just happened to look like my mom. I'm not even kidding. This is not like something that I saw like with madness in my brain. Maybe she didn't actually look that much like my mom. I just imagine she did for some odd reason, but like it actually did happen. Like a real human being i know it's like crazy to believe that it happened but it did but yeah i was in denial for a long time i didn't think it happened i didn't believe it i didn't even react like yeah i couldn't sleep i couldn't eat yeah but like i didn't accept that shit i was like nah no i was in denial for a long time but i think that's all for denial honestly some days i'm still in denial yeah but it's cool next one is anger okay this one was heavy this was heavy so basically, I remember when, see, I'm not a funeral human being. Since my mom's funeral, I haven't gone for anyone. If I go for your funeral, I must fucking love you. If I go to visit you in the hospital, I must fucking love you. Because those are two places that you won't find me. I don't even care the situation. And I think that has made me not, like when I'm sick, I don't see anything. I just don't fucking like hospitals at all. So like, that's why I say that everything has a reason attached to it not everything happens for a reason but like people behave certain ways because of something do you get so like i don't like hospitals it didn't just magically happen that's why like i needed to tell you guys this part of my life for you to understand why certain things happen many things in my life have been linked to this for example me believing that money doesn't buy happiness first of all money's not going to bring my mom back second of all my mom was somebody that had so much stuff. A material girl. Let's just put it that way, right? And just being able to see that everything that she had was left when she left. Do you get like 
she didn't take it with her, right? So it was, I wouldn't say it was all useless. I don't want to say that because I have designer handbags because of my mom. She bought them. I have them now. Cool. But just being able to see that upon everything, she didn't even take it with her. Like when she left, she went alone, you know? So like that has like shaped the way I think. And people are so quick to be like, oh, money buys happiness, all of that. Like that's for you. If I tell you that money doesn't buy my happiness, then it doesn't buy my happiness. I'm not trying to be different. Trust me. Money's not going to bring my mom back. Money's not going to, you know, buy stuff that will make me genuinely happy. Yeah, I would buy stuff. I know money's necessary. I know that for sure. And money's great to have. But when it comes down to it, the things I want the most, like peace, happiness, or let me leave happiness, joy, love, money can buy these things. So yeah, money is very essential. I'm going to work to make the bag, of course, but it doesn't buy my happiness and I have my reasons and I don't need anybody to agree with it, but people just want to argue. They're like, oh, shut up. I know I always say money's an illusion. I'm just joking about that. Trust me. I mean, it is in some sense, but I'm, most of the time I'm just joking. But I have every reason to say why money doesn't buy my happiness. And it doesn't have to be this, oh my god, that's so sad. But like, I have my reasons. So yeah, back to anger. I was just very angry. So basically, there's this thing that they do, that they sing before the funeral. I blocked out that whole memory from my head. So I couldn't even tell you the name of the thing. But so basically, my nanny was like, um, you know, she... Oh, we're going for the thingy that they sing. And I was like, to do what? That day, I was so pissed. Like, you should have seen my face. Ten-year-old me that does not even used to talk. I was just pissed. Like, what the fuck are you saying? And she was like, we're going to go and thank God for her life. Something, something. Maybe she just said that, thank. I just looked and I was like, thank God for what? Like, bro, that day, I, I don't even know why I was so pissed. But that day, I was just like, thank God for what? Like, you just see me and then everybody was trying to be like... Well, she lived a very long life. And I'm, my mom was young. Like, she was young. I mean, she did live a long life. But she was young. I would say that she was young. So I was just like, thank God for what? I was just so angry that day. I was even frowning in the whole singing thing. I was just looking like, fuck. Why my hair? So yeah, anger is real. It's very real. You like... And the thing is, you can... I don't think you can ever be angry at the person. I mean, sometimes you can be like, oh, why the fuck did you have to leave? But we can't really be angry at the person, you know. I think you even get angry at other people. Like, this may sound bad, but sometimes you're like, okay, like if, let's just say, your mom died, right? Your dad is still there. Your dad pisses you off. And I just get this feeling like, ugh, what if it was switched? What if it was you instead? You get like, it's not a good thing to think, but it happens. And nobody's going to lie that it doesn't happen, right? But yeah, you feel angry. You have every right to feel angry. It's not fair. It's sad. It's like something that's very, very, very sad. I don't wish that upon anyone, really. And I think something with people is that they try to compete with grief. They try to know who has it worse. And that's something I never did. I tried to put myself in everybody's shoes when it happened. And I was young, but at the same time, I, I wasn't that young. At 10, you know something. And that's why I don't treat 
10 year olds as babies not because i'm like oh grow up you're an adult you're not an adult trust me but i feel like why should i treat you like a baby you're not a baby you're able to comprehend many things and it's not even like oh i'm like grow up it's more like i respect you like i I respect the fact that you are old enough to know things and i can talk to you freely i was 10 i was able to know that this is not competition i was able to know that people are hurting the thing was um my mom's siblings they were always there for us you know like they were just like trying to you know be there for us basically and sometimes i'm like this is so nice that you guys are doing this like this is nice i love this but then i just think these people lost a sibling i was 10 meaning i knew my mom for 10 years these people knew my mom for like 30 plus years they knew you know what she wanted to be what she wanted to achieve they grew up with her like they knew her more than anybody else and instead of just like okay these people lost a sibling like like that that's crazy that's insane that's why i don't think anybody has worse yes i lost a mom and i'm not trying to say that oh it's not that bad for me but like they lost a sibling people lost friends best like my mom's best friends lost a best friend you know so like it's not a competition like it's not who has it worse like everybody should be there for each other because everybody lost something doesn't have anything to do with who had it worse even my dog like <laughs> this is funny thing not that funny but like the day it happened my dog was crying and that was that was crazy i didn't even think about it then i was like ah why are you crying keep what what are you crying about but my mom loved that dog that dog loved my mom like she was not the same afterwards like she was not the same for, even for that dog like it was it's crazy but everybody everybody lost something like it's not a competition it's not who has it worse it's not put your emotions aside to take care of the kids like no my voice is like cracking like i'm about to cry but i promise you i'm i'm chill i'm chilling but the voice is cracking but i'm chilling but yeah it's not you know put everything aside to take care of the kids i understand that the kids are young and especially with african adults like they obviously see 10 as very young i don't blame them 10 is very young but people grow up too fast people just know stuff like i'm not supposed to know many stuff when i'm 10 (laughs) but like people know stuff you know and i was able to comprehend not necessarily the death but like the empathy side of me knowing that okay this is happening all of this you know so it was it was something so yeah I thought anger. The next one is bargaining. I think this also came in anger. And it still happens. So I'm just like, ugh. Can I just have like one day? One day? Like, would it kill you to just give me one day? But yeah, it happens. I don't really have much to say about bargaining, honestly. It, it happens. Trust me, it does. And the next one is depression. The thing about this was... You would think, oh, I heard the news, fell into depression. I honestly didn't. Like, I think it was when I was like 13 that the depression hit. Like, when I see this shit hit, it hit. Like 12, 13, like 12 turning 13 and then 13, it hit. I think I was 10, right? I was 10. I hadn't even like gotten my period. Like, I didn't even have my period. So, like, that kind of shows how. You know, like I don't know how to explain it. Like I was so young that 
I didn't really understand how much you needed a mom. And it wasn't like, oh, I was chill when it happened and I was like, oh, it's fine. No, I was very sad, honestly. But like, you don't know how much you need a mom until you turn like 12, 13. And that's when it hits. Like it hit. Knowing that I had to figure those things out myself was painful. Like it was so painful. It was the worst thing and i'm somebody i don't like people doing things for me and just like it's not the same my aunties did everything and still do till this day still do but it's not the same especially with the kind of person i am that i'm i just want to do everything myself and the only person that i trusted enough to put my worries on was my mom and it wasn't even like oh everybody else wasn't able to do it like she did they were but i wasn't able to accept that they were doing it because i don't know how to explain it like with their mom it's just like if you like complain if you like shout we're locked in baby like we are locked in do you get like so it was just a thing of i don't have that person that they have to do it like i mean your mommy doesn't have to do it but like mm, well well i had to do things myself I had to, I kept so many things to myself about, I had to figure out shit on my own, period, hygiene, like many things that you need a mom for. I had to do all of that on my own. So anybody that comes to chat shit to me about anything, fuck you, because you don't know what I went through to get to where I am currently. And... That's why I say you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know somebody. Like, you don't know anything. And you only know as much as somebody tells you. And I wasn't going to tell anybody. I didn't need your pity. That's one of the reasons why I kept my mouth shut about everything. I did not need anybody's pity. I didn't want anyone to see me differently. I decided I was going to act like everything was fine. And I did. I did. And it was perfect. I got my shit together. I figured everything out on my own. I was young, it was hard, it was painful, but I did. I know one can chat shit to me because I, I did the fucking thing. And I'm very proud of myself. So, like, the depression was real. Like, it was, it was very bad, honestly. And I couldn't really talk to many people about it because I didn't even tell many people, you know. So, it was, it was very hard to explain what, you know, I was feeling and why. The voice is shaking. I don't know why. I do not know why. And I think with... What's even the last one? Okay, the last one was acceptance. I don't know if I've accepted it. I mean, I'm supposed to have... Whether or not I accept it, nothing's going to change. But it still hits, bro. Like, grief is not something that you're like, Oh, I've accepted and move on with your life. Like, it, it, every day hits. Like, it hits. And I think I'm not somebody who gets jealous. I think... One of the reasons why I don't like to tell people about what happened is they get very awkward talking about their moms around me. Something I noticed, let me tell you something. One of my friends in school, she, I don't know how she knew, but she was kind of like mutual friends with my sister. So I'm guessing that's how she knew about it, right? And I remember one day I was just chilling with her. And then, okay, my name is Deborah, right? So some people call it Deborah, some people call it Deborah. Cool. 
So somebody there was like, oh, how do you pronounce your name? And then I was like, Deborah. And they were like, so nobody calls you Deborah. I was like, people do. And then they were like, what does your mom call you? And then I was just about to answer very calmly because obviously my mom used to call me a name before she died. Like, it's the fucking obvious thing. And then the way that person reacted to me, like to the question being asked to me, made me know that she knew. Like, I did not even know that she knew before like just imagine there are three people in this scenario the one that knew the one that was asking the question and me so the one that knew i didn't even know that she knew a dog is barking like shut the fuck up baby this is not the time i know you bark all the time at this time but this is not the time but yeah the one that knew i did not know that she knew until she just acted so weird about that person asking me the question and now she she may have felt like oh it would have made me uncomfortable and that is fine you know yes on her part that's like a nice thing that she was going to do but i didn't really see it that way the fact that i was able to observe that oh she knew and she kind of just made it kind of awkward kind of for me not for anybody else because nobody else knew so they couldn't have known that it was awkward but she made it awkward for me and that's one of the reasons why i don't like to tell people they just get very you know, they, make, they think that it makes me feel weird. Like, let me tell you this. If somebody is going through grief and you think bringing up, you know, the person that died is going to make them feel bad, it's it's not. Like, obviously, I'm aware that my mom died. Like, it's something I remember every day. Like, you bringing this up is not necessarily going to remind me. So you thinking, oh, I can't talk about this because she's going to get triggered. Like, you can ask about the person without talking about the situation that happened. Like, you don't have to be like, oh, well, how did this happen? You can just be like, tell me about her. Who wouldn't want to tell you about somebody that they loved? Like, who? If somebody is like, tell me about your mom, I would cry. Not because they, like, triggered me. But I'm like, that's, like, the best thing you can ask somebody. But, like, you wouldn't know that because you haven't experienced it. That's why I say, like, you don't know something until you have experienced it. You telling me that, oh, you didn't want to bring it up because you didn't want to make me feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't feel that way every day. Like, I don't know. Like, it do- I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. But that's one of the reasons why I keep it to myself. Because I'm just like, I don't like when people act so weird about it, you know. There's, see, I have every right to feel jealous when somebody has a good relationship with their mom, but I don't. I feel very happy because my mom was a good person. Like, I don't say that about many people. She was a very good person. So, like, when I see people have a good relationship with their moms, I don't feel jealous because I know that if my mom were here, it would be the same for me, you know? It would have been different if, you know, I had a bad relationship with her and then I feel jealous because I knew that. You know, why, why can't she do that for me? You know, that that makes sense, right? But no, I, I, I feel very happy when people talk about their moms. Because why not? <laughs> like, she's your mom. I love my mom, regardless. Like, so why why should I feel weird about you talking about your own mom? And um, I think the thing about grief, especially because I was so young, I was 10, is I rarely ever think about the memories I know what you think is, oh, you think about the memories and then sad. It's more like what would have been. I see so many of my friends that they behave 
is in some ways like my mom that i'm just like oh god i wish she got to meet them or they got to meet her you know things like that and i think it's like the what ifs like what would have happened that you know is what hits for me at least i'm just like oh shit it would have been so nice for my mom to meet so many people like if i actually like talk about my friends and i'm like oh i wish my mom could have met this person that means that person's a fucking good person because i don't want my mom meeting any bitch nope so yeah that's that's that honestly i feel like people don't really understand grief and i don't even want you to understand if you have never experienced it i'm so happy for you i'm not jealous of you trust me i'm happy for you trust me when i say that but yeah what else is there to talk about when it comes to the stages of grief i think that's pretty much all for that and honestly it's like a lifelong thing every single day is going to hit some days worse than others but it's happened so like you know i don't even know what to say like it's happened and it's sad like it's very 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 sad let me tell you even if you had a very bad relationship with your parent that passed it's still going to be sad because when there's life, there's hope. If you have a bad relationship with your parent, as long as they're alive, there's this small bit of hope, even after all the disappointment that something can happen. But once death comes, zero hope, zero. So it hits the same for everybody. Not the same, the same, but it still hits for everybody. And that's a fact. So don't think that somebody isn't grieving because they didn't like the person that died, you know. Still hits, honestly. Death is crazy. Um, What else do I want to talk about? Mm-hmm. I can't believe I did not make notes for this episode. That's very bold of me, honestly. But let me tell you something really funny. Not that funny, but it's kind of funny to me, honestly. So my family, we are uh very very different we don't talk about this like we don't really talk about this you know not even really we don't talk about this and and that's fine that's how it worked for us and it's fine everybody's different every family dynamic is different we don't talk about it and that's fine right so it's just it's not really unspoken i wouldn't say it's unspoken but we don't talk about it at least i don't want to talk about it so if anybody wants to talk about it you'll have fun not me though i'm cool so one day my dad my brother and i we went house hunting with a an agent right so the agent was in the car (laughs) it's actually not that funny it was so funny to me the agent was in the car and he was like my dad was the one driving he was driving around like showing us the houses so this agent just came into the car like just trying to you know put good spirits let's buy the house all of that and so he was like how is everybody all of that he came into the car and was like how is everybody just trying to lift the spirits and this one was just like oh so how is mommy and everything i'm so sorry the silence was so funny and the thing is he he nobody's going to be like oh she she passed sorry nope we're just going to act like we didn't even hear the question or we just say it's fine i'm like so used to seeing that i'm just like she's fine so he just asked the question and it was the funniest silence i've ever heard like i'm hearing silence that shows you how funny it was 
my dad was just like driving, minding his business. My brother was just like, mm. me, I was just like, mm. and I just giggled. It was too funny. I'm so sorry. Like, it's not supposed to be that funny. And I don't think many people would get why it's so funny. But just the silence and just like, I was being like, hmm. <laughs> it was actually really funny. It was funny. It was funny. I can't even lie. It was very funny. But um, yeah, that's, that's life. People are not wrong for assuming that somebody's alive you know so like i don't i do not get offended when people ask those questions in any way but what i do get offended by is when people are like is your mom pause and then they make it so awkward and they're like oh sorry is your dad like i'm just like yeah just see the mom and i'll just be like i'll just be like no my dad is like i don't know don't make things awkward you don't have to make things awkward you try not to make things awkward makes it even more awkward i'm just like okay what else do i want to talk about when it comes to grief also i think that you have to accept when you are taking care of somebody that has gone through grief or is going through grief you have to accept that there's nothing you can do to make the situation go away so don't ever think that somebody's still being sad about something even after all you've done means that you haven't done anything or you haven't done enough don't ever think that because let me tell you grief it has happened it's going to hit forever you know don't ever think that you can make the pain go away don't think that you can make somebody forget that somebody died don't think that you can make somebody you know feel you can make somebody feel better yeah that's true but like you can you can change the situation so don't ever go into that expecting to make them happy you know like it it's not going to happen and that has nothing to do with you i'll tell you here somebody who has experienced it has nothing to do with you the person appreciates every single thing that you do because it has nothing to do with you and the fact that you're even trying to help somebody for something that you may not even understand or maybe you do understand but just know that it has nothing to do with you and it's still going to hit like it happened it's still going to hit and it just has nothing to do with you period like that's all that's all it has nothing to do with you and you are a very amazing person for helping somebody you know and yeah that's pretty m- no that's not all i'm not gonna say that's all but i want to talk about my stepmom for a second so my stepmom is my mom the only reason i'm calling her my stepmom on the podcast is because i'm calling my mom my mom but in my day-to-day i call my mom her first name and my stepmom is my mom. So basically, my stepmom came into my life like when I was like, how old was I? 16? Yeah, I'm 18 now. But yeah, when I was 16. And let me tell you, I had already parented myself. So it wasn't even like, oh, she's coming in as somebody that's going to like parent, parent, parent me. Obviously, she's still my parent. So she's still going to parent me. But, you know, I'm older now. And it's more respect. I think I've talked about this before that when you get to a certain age you have a more respect-based relationship with your parents I hope some parents they will never learn and it's until their kids stop talking to them that they decide to have respect for them but that's another story but as I'm growing more you know respect-based relationships and if you don't respect me I'm going to cut you off no questions asked so you know yeah she's my parent obviously she's my mom but it's still more respect-based. It's more, 
I'm asking you for advice because I trust you so much that I knew you're going to look out for me and everything. Um, so like it wasn't really, you know, a, you know, a parenting thing like oh, like she's going to parent me and all of that. It was more like I chose to accept her as my mom, not necessarily oh, it was compulsory because I feel like if it was somebody who just didn't give a fuck about me, I couldn't even care less my family is a very like we have a very different dynamic that anything that makes you happy you do it and i support so if my dad was going to be happy with somebody that didn't really care too much to have a relationship with the kids that's fine i wouldn't even feel bad i genuinely would not feel bad in any way and i would support but she is such a good person that i accepted her as my mom and you know people have like very bad images of stepmom for some odd reason like they're like is she like mean is she this like nah my mom is great my mom is great like for real she's amazing and i see more like i have so much love to give like i see this all the time i have so much love to give really and i think that ruins my relationships with people because i feel like they can never give me back that same amount of love right but my mom can so slay because now i can give love knowing that she's going to give me it back in it in like ten thousand folds kind of you know ish obviously but like yeah i have so much love to give and i'm going to give that love to my mommy of course and obviously i can't i wanted to actually like separate you know my stepmom which is my mom and my mom <laughs> which is her first name but i don't want to say my mom's first name on here like that's like a bit too weird so like yeah but yeah i love my stepmom love my mommy like nobody's replacing anybody they're both my mommies like for real nobody's replacing anybody nobody's trying to take anybody's spot like all these misconceptions need to end like I can have two mummies. There's enough room for me to have two mummies, of course. But yeah, that's that's that for that. What else do I want to talk about? I feel like when I think about what to talk about, it just never comes. So I would just try to keep talking and then see if more things come. Uh, hmm. I think that's all. I don't know if people would have any questions about grief, honestly. But... I would give you guys advice for sure. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I know it's something that's very different. And even sometimes I may feel not shame. More like I feel so weird and incomplete in some sense. And this was more before my mom came to the picture. Like my stepmom. Right? So I just felt so like incomplete kind of. Like oh, I'm missing this huge part of my life. Hopefully no one notices. Shy. But, you know, it happens. It's not my fault. That's one thing. I know it's not my fault. And it happens. And I think it made me expect so much from teachers in my high school. Not even, like, I've I've never been somebody that would share my life with teachers. Like, all this teacher attachment issues. Not me at all. But it just made me feel like, like, as a, as a woman, as a mother, yes, you have your own kids. Facts. But I think you should treat everyone like 
you would treat your own kid. That's just how I saw things. And that's what I believed in, right? And, um, you know, just my mom being a very good person. And then me, I don't know, I was kind of expecting teachers in high school to not be so shitty. But they were so shitty. And I'm like, fuck you. And I think it just pisses me off when I see deadbeat moms. When I see, like, I fucking hate deadbeat dads. Don't even you know, look at me like that. Like it's only mom I'm talking about, but I don't really expect anything from men. Like, I'm sorry to see, I don't expect shit, but I love women so much that I just, I just think that they should slay, you know? So talking about my women. So yeah, I don't really expect anything from anybody else. But when I see deadbeat moms, I'm like, ugh. or when I see moms that don't appreciate, sorry, kids that don't appreciate their moms, I'm like, that really sucks, you know? But what I was just about to say something else, but I just forgot. Oh my goodness, yes, 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 yes. This is something that I'm so grateful for. My mommy was material girl, yeah? She was material girl. My mom and my sister are like so alike in this area. They know so many people. So many people. Like, it's crazy. Like, I would just be somewhere randomly and I'm like paying for something right and then they see my last name and they're like normally you're supposed to think about my dad right you're like because that's my dad's name not my mom's and then they're like oh my goodness that's your mom and it's so obvious it's not like a pity way like it's so obvious because i would know i'm a fucking observing queen but yeah like it's not in a pity way and they're like oh my god that's your mom and they're like do you know like your mom is so nice all of that and then they're like they like give me stuff for free and i'm like slay slay but yeah that's that's like the best thing till this day this is not even like something that happened since this happened quite recently like it happened again quite recently and i'm just like slay 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 but yeah mom's mom's a queen but let me tell you something yeah if my mom was around there's so many things that i would not go for one of them is concerts that they, they take place in the sand. You know, this concert that they, they take place in the sand. My mom would allow me to do anything. Not like do anything, do anything. Obviously, moms are more like strict than dads for sure. But my mom is somebody that's like, I can't come pick you up, babes. Just, just get a sleepover at your friend's house. Or she would like tell my auntie that lives close to my friend's house to like pick me up and I'll sleep over there. No stress. Best life. And... In that way, you never, you, you don't even feel like your parents don't give a fuck about you because it's so obvious that they do. But she's still tired. She can't come and pick me up, you know? So she would allow me to do many things, but she wouldn't allow me to do ghetto shit. That's one thing that I'm just like, whenever I do some ghetto shit, I'm like, oh, girl, girl, you know, she was here. Can't try that. Like going for a concert in the sand. You know, she's like, you really want to go for a concert in the sand when you can't go for it. dinner? Uh, I don't know how that works, but I did not pick up the material girl jeans at all, for sure. But slay, for real, slay, 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 slay. I'm happy to end this on a very good note, though. And is that all I want to say? Oh my goodness, no. Okay, so I told you guys I recorded this episode a long time ago, right? So at that time, I asked my friends to tell me their experiences with grief 
my friends that went through the same thing they lost their moms and they sent me voices and i just remembered now that i wanted to play it for you guys just to hear other people's experiences with grief and all of that so let's hear what they have to say my first friend is anu so anu is a queen of course slay <laughs> i've been so obsessed with saying slay since but yeah anu is i just love not necessarily love because i don't want anybody to go through that right but just having people that you know relate to that situation you know that you can tell them what's happening because they know how it feels may not be the same because grief is different for everybody but they still know how it feels and you just get that warm feeling in your heart and that's why i'm like i wouldn't say i'm very attached but i sympathize with many celebrities for example the kardashians they lost their dad Kanye west lost his mom megan the stallion like those people i do not care how much money you have in your bank account I do not care how famous you are. I do not care how flashy your life is. It still hits the same. And people think that those people are immune to those rude comments. Even Tristan Thompson recently lost his... Not recently when you're listening to this. Also not recently when I'm editing this. But it still hits, you know. And it's not something I wish for anybody. I don't care what kind of past they have. Or what they have done to get to the fame that they have. But it's still a real experience and I can't get myself to hate these people. I, I can't. Like, I, I cannot. And uh, just that's not small part, it's a very big part. But just that one thing just makes me feel like, you know, I feel them in a way. Not necessarily relate to them. Not necessarily we have the same life, but babes, I feel you, you know. And that's like one thing that really pulls people together. Knowing that you have gone through the same thing it's hard to try to make people that haven't gone through it understand where you're coming from and why it hits you every single day something that happened eight years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago why it still hits but it does and only somebody who has gone through the same thing can understand that back to the voice notes so this is anu and this is her experience with grief um advice i can give on grieving i would say take it slow um, it, grieving is, is filled with a ton of emotion, just a roller coaster of emotions. And at the end of the day, I think the best, or at least things that have helped me are like, you know, having like good support systems, whether it be your family or just your friends or therapist or something, just don't think, when you're having your bad days, don't think that like, this is the end and like, you know, nothing's good is going to happen after those bad days because... At the end of a bad day, there's always a good day or a good thing just to be thankful for, I guess. Um, But yeah, grief takes a while and you just have to give it its time. And after a while, you're not going to forget the person or the thing you're grieving, but after a while, it does get better. And you just have to experience the emotions when they're happening, I would say. Don't try to not. The voice note ended because he had like a one minute limit on Instagram, but she said like, don't act like it didn't happen basically and you have to experience your emotions and that's like the best advice to give anybody you have to have a very good support system anybody really and it doesn't really okay it doesn't have to be people you can journal you can okay therapy is still a person but therapy is so essential 
this is not something that you can just be like, ah, I've accepted it, move on with life. Please go for therapy. Even if it's later in life, go for therapy. I'm telling you, go for therapy. I've talked to a therapist about the situation and it actually did help. Like, it did help. I don't know if she has gone through it either, but it helped. And I didn't even care to know whether she went through it. I am paying you to listen to my problems so and listen to it. But it, it does help. And I don't think I, like, really, like, worked to work to work to work to work in anything. Because then, like, my brain was all ED. So it was very hard for me to, you know, process anything that wasn't ED-focused. And I think a mistake she kind of made was trying to link everything together. She was like, do you think this is what caused this? And I, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't like that, but I didn't like that. Even if it did have a link, I was just like, girl, just tell me why I'm not skinny. But the next person and the last person before we end the episode is my amazing friend, Aurel Femme. And this is her advice to anybody who is going through grief. Aurel has sent so many voice notes and I can't play all of them for you guys. I'm so sorry. But I'm just going to play like one or two and we'll see where we go from there. Hey Deborah, this is just my um my section on your podcast i want to thank you again for including me um i'm gonna start with people usually say um that you never expect you know when you're gonna lose a loved one it's always very sudden yes i do agree with that but for me it was completely different i knew that my mom was gonna die and i'm saying something in me was telling me because she was really sick and I remember calling a friend the day before, I think, and, you know, I was crying on the phone to her saying I didn't want my mom to die because I just, something was telling me that she wasn't going to make it. And it was very, um, it was, I remember everything on that day from when I woke up till when I went to bed crying. It was the worst day of my life. And I think a part of me died along with my mum because you know if you saw me now I just I went through I can't even begin to explain what I went through it's I don't know my just a piece of me died along with her you know and people who had known me maybe four years ago would not would completely say that I'm a complete completely different person and that's what death does it changes people especially depending on who it is that died i do not wish this on anyone but you know there's certain things now that i can't i've just had to adjust to to life all over again there's so many things that changed like my my life was instantly changed I had to, there's so many things that came after it that were just negative and it it messed with my social um, self-esteem. I was not the same person at all. I'm getting out of it, but for two years I was pretty much a loner. I really, really agree with that. I think that it really does change people and it's just hard for somebody that hasn't experienced it to understand that, you know, and... I personally am grateful that I found I in a very no social media way. I was very young. I wasn't on social media then, thank God. Because I can't imagine 
me finding out on social media. And I'm so happy I wasn't in high school either, you know, because then it would have just been so weird. Because kids, kids can talk. I used to talk a bit too much. But yeah, that's all I have to say for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love how relaxed I am in this episode. The last one I recorded, like the grief episode I recorded at first was so bad. Thank God I decided to re-record. And I'll see you guys in the third part of this series, which is next week. Third and final part. And yeah, that's really all that I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so very much. It's currently 4, 11 a.m. I was so sleepy at 12. This is, this is fun. But I'll see you guys in my next episode. Bye.